Hello and welcome to the Make Money and Stick It to the Man podcast with me, Dominic Frisby. Now, with the entire crypto sector crashing, I thought I should consider Bitcoin this Sunday morning. How low will it go? Needless to say, it's not pretty at all. Faith in crypto has been battered and in most cases, quite rightly. This time last year, Bitcoin went on one of its monster runs above $60,000. It then had one of its monster crashes. And I can't remember if it was in Money Week or on Twitter, but somewhere I suggested that a reasonable target for the correction might be $20,000. $20,000 was the old high from the 2017 boom and bust, and it was an obvious, obvious pivotal price point. But the correction stopped at $30,000 or just below. And the conclusion I drew, and on current evidence wrongly drew, was that as Bitcoin matured, its volatility was declining. And the 90% corrections of previous bull markets were now 50 to 60% corrections. Bitcoin had a second run above $60,000 in the autumn, followed by another of its humongous corrections. And lo and behold, $30,000 held again. Actually, just below, but I use round numbers as they're more readable and listen toable. And as an asset, Bitcoin's become highly correlated to the Nasdaq and tech stocks. And as we all know, tech stocks have been walloped. Peloton, for example, which um, I covered earlier in the week, is down over 90%. So over the past fortnight, I was quite encouraged to see Bitcoin holding up quite well relative to other tech stocks. And $30,000 looked like it was a floor. And then we got the collapse in the protocol Terror and its so-called stablecoin UST, um, Luna, and the sector's been absolutely battered as a result. And this is big. It's going to take quite some recovering from. The bubble of 2016 was verging on the fraudulent ICOs. Today it is staking and stablecoins. The yields on staking, over 20% in some cases, were unsustainable, and so they've not been sustained. And if you're baffled as to what I'm talking about here, don't worry, you haven't missed out. And at this stage, it's very much for the best. Hundreds of thousands of people have lost money, in some cases, fortunes, all their money. And as someone who's lost big money in the past, I offer my deepest sympathy. You start blaming yourself when you lose money for your greed and stupidity. Worse, you start thinking you've betrayed your family. You think you'll never get your life back and you sink in a into a horrible depression. In some cases, people will feel suicidal. And I've been there. I'm not the suicide bit, but I've felt very low after losing money. And it is not nice. Yes, you made a poor judgment and it has cost you, but you haven't betrayed your family. You are only trying to better your lot and thereby make all of your lives better. There is nothing wrong with that. The reputational damage of this episode to crypto is considerable. All those who declared that crypto is a fraud are now looking wise, while those, myself to an extent included, who made the argument that Bitcoin is a hedge against currency debasement, are looking stupid, given that it's off some 65% from its highs. Now, of course, Bitcoin and crypto are not one and the same. Bitcoin remains a product of technical and open source genius. It's probably the single most resilient information technology in the world, backed by the most powerful computer network ever created. 
But forever, in its wake and surrounding it, are disasters, gaffes, frauds, scams and all the rest of it. Altcoins, NFTs, the metaphors, DeFi, staking, shitcoins, whatever the latest buzz thing is, all of it is puking value and the bubble has well and truly burst. Again. And therein lies the key word. Again. This is not the first time this has happened and it will not be the last. And for all the junk that surrounds it, Bitcoin keeps on keeping on. The sector's lost some 1.7 trillion in value. That's a number similar to the subprime losses that triggered the global financial crisis. But in crypto, there are no bailouts. Now, as I write, Bitcoin sits at $27,500. I would have thought we're going to see um, a retest of 20000 all the better if not. And oddly, this episode might prove good for Bitcoin in that it will produce a lot more Bitcoin maximalists and hodlers. So I hope $20,000 holds, but these are horrible, horrible, horrible markets. And I'm not just talking about crypto. It was oil going bananas in 2008, rising to $150 a barrel, which triggered, triggered the 2008 crisis. And it seems like something not too dissimilar is happening following oil spike to 130 last month. There'll be a lot of forced sellers out there, leverage players across the board. So we're going to see a lot of li liquidation. And my advice if you own quality assets and you don't have to sell, don't. Gold, Bitcoin, good companies, whatever. Their price may go lower, but if you're not confident you can beat the market, then don't sell. Because just as bubbles always burst, so does quality always come good. And Bitcoin itself, I'm not just talking about other crypto, Bitcoin itself is a quality asset. As I say, it is probably the single most resilient information technology in the world, backed by the most powerful computer network ever created. There's a chance it could even go back to its corona panic lows of March 2020. Heck, everything else seems to be going that way. That would take us to $3,000. I would have thought that unlikely, but never say never, especially in these markets. There's also a chance it goes up. If you think you can beat the market, as I say, go for it. But if not, hodl quality. Don't trade it. And that's I'm not just talking about Bitcoin. I'm just talking about quality generally. Remember the four phases of a Bitcoin cycle. One, there is the quiet accumulation. Few outside of the bubble of ardent Bitcoiners take notice and it discreetly creeps up. Two, the frenzy and blow off top. The price rise accelerate. There's a rush to buy. The media's all over it. Everyone on social media is crowing. There's a huge row about Bitcoins, whether it is it in a bubble or not. I get invited onto the BBC to talk about it. You get a phone call from your mate's nan asking how to buy it. Dean from up the flat starts holding court in the cafe about irresponsible monetary policy at the Federal Reserve. Bitcoin has one of its blow off tops and 2013, 2016, 2021. We've seen it several times. Three, the monster correction. Bitcoin loses over 50% of its value. Economists who miss the boat go on telly and declare they were right, ignoring the fact that the price to which Bitcoin corrected to is several hundred percent above where the quiet accumulation phase began. Earlier in Bitcoin's evolution, these corrections could be 90% or more. Now they seem to have scaled back a little um, to about, I don't know, 65, 70%. But see earlier in the article, maybe this one will turn out to be a 90% correction. And four, the frustrating consolidation. 
Bitcoin goes into a period of range trading, trading, consolidating the gains of the previous bull market. There's a period of relative quiet, at least by Bitcoin standards. There are rallies that get many excited, but they prove to be false dawns. Investors get frustrated by the grinding action. The media loses interest. Many forget about it. And so we gradually drift into another quiet accumulation phase. I thought we were in phase four. Turns out we're back in phase three. Phases four and one are the time to buy, unless you want to try and catch falling knives. But if you want to take the plunge and buy Bitcoin, take a look at my guide, um, which is linked to in the bottom of the article. Otherwise, thank you very much for listening. And uh, I'll be back with another podcast very soon. Until that time, cheerio.